This is Infinity Rewatch. God damn it. God damn it, Ryan. It's Infinity Rewatch. And what, a, <laughs> oh, what yeah. are we doing here? What are we doing? Okay. First of all, first of all, uh, no truer words have been spoken when it comes to Marvel, when it comes to, to Infinity and beyond, because that's what we're doing here today. We're going beyond Infinity to the multiverse saga, which apparently that's what we're in right now into uh what's the second saga call <laughs> the the time traveling saga. i can't the, even remember no you got it right the multiverse saga that's where we are yeah no but there's two sagas isn't there that's what they yeah no no sorry the first one is the infinity saga the second mm. one's the multiverse saga which is what we're in yes um and, and the third one is going to be the wonder woman 1984 saga yeah <laughs> honestly it you know feige doesn't disappoint honestly um i had I had uh, interesting hopes for this. Uh, I, I mean, I had expectat I had expectations going into this. I wanted answers, and I got them. I got I got exactly what I wanted. I don't I don't think any Marvel fan could have asked for any more, and left. Like I don't think fans needed any more than what was given. I don't personally. I, we I couldn't fans- agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. We know Fantastic Four is coming. We know it. Mm-hmm. Feige's confirmed it. We know X-Men's coming. So at this point, do we want to see it right now? I don't think so. Why? There's way too much going on right now as it is. And it you, seeing these announcements made me think. Like, you know, we, 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 we bickered a little bit about, you know, Kingpin and Hawkeye being in the latter end. He could have been more in and out. But now we know he's going to be in a lot. So... That, like what we've seen in Hawkeye is really just the tip of the iceberg, and 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 it's it's now Feige. I I see why Feige says like if it if it hasn't been clear already, it's about to be, and it makes sense because at this point we are literally now jumping into the deep end. We we t- we put our feet in the pool. We like what we've been seeing. Of course, we have a little you know like it's. It's now it comes down to, you know, how do you like your food? That's what it comes down to. You know, we all want steak. How do you, how do you like it cooked? Right. And that really, to me, is like the metaphor of what just happened with phase four is like they gave you all these dishes and now, now they're just being like, okay, well, how do you like it? Like, like how do you like your pizza? Right. You, you want pizza? We're going to give you pizza. How do you like your pizza? Here's a taste. And like, and, and people are just going nuts. And so to me now, I'm actually thinking about all the past stuff and it's just, just got me thinking like he literally just gave us a taste of everything. And the only thing we have to say about it is like, I would have loved to see more of this. or I would have loved to see more of that. Now it's going to be absolutely bonkers. There are so much like literally you were, this is, this is one of those, uh, this is going to be a food reference. I don't know why I'm in food all of a sudden, but we're somebody's hungry. Somebody may be hungry, but hungry for more Marvel. But let me tell you the, what they did was pretty brilliant in the sense that like, it's one of those buffets where, you know, you've, you've eaten, like you've prepared for this buffet. You're, you're ready to go. You're ready to just go and eat. And man, and this is where you go in, you eat like two or three meals. You like, you fill up perfectly. You eat like you've never eaten before. And that's what's happening with this next thing. So let's kick it off, buddy. So in in today's episode, we're talking about what was announced at the San Diego Comic-Con Marvel Hall H panel. 
And um, we just found out that we are now in the multiverse saga. So, you know, Infinity Rewatch has never been a truer name to this show because the amount of content that is coming is <laughs> ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And it's not stopping. There's no signs of slowing down at all. Feige has done some interviews now. And one of my favorite lines was uh, this guy's like, are you waiting to do X-Men for like uh, phase 10? Because 10's in Roman numeral X. And Feige said, wow, you're willing to wait that long for X-Men? I'm not. And it's just like mic drop moment, mm. walk away. Like Feige just being the man that he is. So just to give you guys uh, an idea, uh, yesterday we had a, a Marvel board game night. We played uh, some Marvel Dice Throne. And I we told the guys like, hey, 815, we need to stop everything because... SDCC panel it's coming live we're going to find out all the announcements these things are never easy to watch um only because you can't see it you can't see it virtually no. so you have to be there in order to get all the good stuff and no one's allowed to film anything any anything trailer related thankfully they did release two trailers that we're going to talk about but most of the content that you hear about or C from SDCC, you had to have been there. And I was talking to Fantasia, who's been to the Star Wars Celebration. Sorry, I should point that way. Uh, there we go. Star Wars Celebration. And we were talking about this because from one end, from one side, the side that hasn't been to that an event like that, it sucks. It sucks not to be there and not to see all that stuff. And and it sucks not being able to have access to it. Because Hall H people like sleep outside for like three, four days. Like it's it's pretty intense what you have to go through to get in. Lots of so, lineage. You are living in lines. Living in lines. And the interesting thing is, is that someone like me that like, you know, it's really hard to get an opportunity to go. And especially like I don't it, even if I go the first time, I probably wouldn't be guaranteed to get in because I don't know where to line up. I don't know how a thing I don't know how the intricacies work. So for me, it sucks because I'm like, why don't they just put it online? But on the other side of the coin, as as Fantasia was saying, like you were there for Star Wars, like you got to see the trailer before anyone else for Rise of Skywalker, and uh, you know that's a moment that that's a moment that shouldn't be taken away from you, like you know because you worked hard to get there, and uh, and and you were not disappointed at all. Yeah, even though we got, I, I think the world got that trailer later that same day, like maybe within an hour or so. Uh, that hour does make a difference, my friend. It really does because of, you know, that morning, I, my breakfast was like a granola bar that I ate sitting on the floor in a lineup in a hot lobby because uh, that's just what convention going is like, unfortunately. Uh, and then I watched the trailer standing in a crowd of people. So you give up some comforts when you go to these things, but what you get in return is that electricity that feeling because uh, the people that were standing around me were complete strangers to me up until that morning. And then you become quick friends in a lineup because there's nobody else to talk to you. And you're like, Hey, you're dressed as IG 88. We'll probably get along. What's up, man. Right. And, and, you know, you make these friends in the line and the next thing you know, you're grabbing each other and, or at least I am and, and crying tears of joy because I hear Emperor Palpatine laughing as I'm holding this perfect stranger's shoulder. You can't recreate that. You just can't. Uh, so they absolutely should uh, give that as a little bit of a treat for the people who are there. 
And besides, we still got to see plenty of stuff. You and I got to see plenty of stuff yesterday, more than I thought we would. I love your buffet analogy so much. And I think it rings true. It rings so true because it's like before yesterday, I, I was not expecting really anything. I was like, I bet you were going to get just a lot of what we already know, which we did. Uh, but the only thing I really wanted, and I swear it's going to sound like I'm making this up because it's exactly what we got, Ryan, but I promise. The only thing I really wanted to know is I was like, I wonder if they'll tell us what the deal is with like, when is phase four ending and what's what's it building for? And that's exactly what this news is. And yeah. I couldn't have been happier with how it was presented. So we're going we're gonna to quickly shoot through what we got yesterday. And obviously, we're going to talk about how excited we are for everything. Um, I know that if you were to ask Ryan right now, what are the five things he's most excited for? The answer to all five is Marvel Zombies. Um, <laughs> uh, but, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, because we also like to be unique on Infinity Rewatch, and we like to do stuff that the other seven bajillion Marvel uh, podcasts don't do, is you all know by now that I have an obsession with the logos that Disney makes for all their, their projects. So we're also going to talk about the logos we got, because we got, depending on how you look at it, nine new logos yesterday. Mm -hmm. So let's start with phase four. Uh, what's yeah. left of phase four, which was She-Hulk, attorney at law. Yeah, so first of all, this show this show kicked off. Feige wasted no time. We were watching uh, some live coverage of other people who were watching like Twitter feeds, just like being updated constantly, mm -hmm. which we could have done easily, easily. But oh, but I will give credit to the I don't know the name of the channel we watched, but the guy did a great job. He, he did a great job of holding the crowd and uh, got a lot of mm -hmm. subs. So good on him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but let's talk about it. Feige wasted no time. He kicked off uh, this SDCC right away with all sorts of announcements. We learned that phase four is concluding with uh, Wakanda forever. Um, so that means we have She-Hulk. Groot, uh, the the little I am Groot show, which has nothing to do with the MCU, really, just a fun little thing about Groot. Um, and then we have uh, Wakanda Forever, and then that's it. We're done for this year. That's it. Done. Uh, so that would conclude uh, Phase Four, and Phase Four is, you know, Phase Four is one of the longest phases. I was actually watching a segment, and we got over fifty hours worth of content. Fifty hours—that's a lot. It's the um, phase. Yeah, and so they kick off with She-Hulk. Now, the cool thing is, is they actually showed the trailer publicly. So as the announcement came and they showed the trailer, guess what? We all got to see it at the same time. So we got to see the trailer. Honestly, it's my favorite She-Hulk trailer by far. Um, it's funny. It really sets the bar for what you can expect from the show, which I really like. Uh, I've actually watched it a couple times now because I, I just really love it. Uh, do I think they showed a little too much? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, why? Because if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I would say spoilers, but to be honest, it's going to be spoiled for you. Uh, but technically being meta and all i've just gave you a spoiler warning uh, at the end of the trailer we got a daredevil appearance in his classic yellow and red suit um now not suit. only not only that we're actually getting a pretty big um how do i say this uh whew, we're getting a lot of daredevil appearances in the next little while like 
man, fans wanted Daredevil. They're going to get Daredevil. And man, he's going to appear in Spider-Man's animated freshman year, which is supposed to be tied to the MCU in some way, shape or form. Um, and so Daredevil's going to make an appearance in that. Uh, he's making an appearance in She-Hulk. He has his own show coming, by the way. Daredevil Born Again was announced at SDCC. Mm-hmm. 18 episodes. So goodbye, six-episode miniseries nonsense. Hello, 18 episodes. That's like almost three seasons. It's <laughs> pretty crazy uh, if you think about it. So Daredevil looks like he might be what you like street-level MCU apparently there has been rumors i haven't found any concrete anything concrete yet um but there's strong rumors to suggest that spider-man will make an appearance tom holland spider-man will make an appearance in daredevil born again um so that's really cool vincent d'onofrio the kingpin is also coming back full force uh so we're gonna see a lot more kingpin uh down the road which i know uh fantasia is gonna be really happy about that and so she hulk uh attorney at law it's a fun trailer um she she is the original fourth wall breaker uh so talking to the camera all that stuff is pretty normal for her uh so it's not out of the ordinary i like kind of the humor in it they really made the humor shine in this trailer i had a lot of a lot of fun watching it it is just so good yeah and uh, sorry sorry, one one more quick thing uh not only was daredevil in the trailer Wong made an appearance in the trailer as well, which uh, again I think it's a little. I think Wong you could you could get away with because Wong's yeah. been dabbing in, in all sorts of little projects. So it it would be nice to see Wong kind of thing because because of his appearance in Song Chi with Abomination, it makes it's kind of like okay, that's fine. Like give us that. We're used but to throwing that. Daredevil. That's a little much. We hey, we, we didn't we see his face, man. That could be Captain Kirk for all we know. He wears a yellow shirt too. We no, don't know. no. If you we pause, if you pause that trailer at the right time, you see the helmet, you see everything, man. There's no escaping. But here's my thing: like the Wong thing probably should have been at the end of the trailer, and the Daredevil. We all know Daredevil's most likely going to be in it because it has to do with law. But save it for the show. We know it's going to happen. We want people. We want people to all be surprised. But anyways, great trailer. I love it. It's definitely setting the tone. I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. If it has to do with law, maybe that's Judge Dredd. He's the law. We don't know if that's Mr. <laughs> Murdoch. We got to be careful. We got to be careful. Uh, she, yeah, you don't do a She-Hulk show and make it like a grim, serious thing. Um, yeah. It, it, I'm glad this is fun, and I'm glad it's candy-colored and lots of pink and green because uh, She-Hulk is just a fun character. Um, and my God, Jamila Jamil is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. I can't wait to see Titania in action. Um, and this whole uh, this whole concept of this show, I mean, three years ago, Ryan, when we got that slate at Comic-Con the last time they were there, that was my most anticipated show. Uh, so we're finally getting it. It's the last one on that docket, and we're, it's finally coming. So I'm more excited for this than I have been for any of the other Disney Plus shows. So expect me to pee a little bit in mm-hmm. two weeks when it starts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's what we here's what you need to know as a quick quick kind of FYI uh, about She-Hulk. The trailer sets up the fact that superheroes are popping up everywhere. So something mm-hmm. has happened. 
Now, the interesting thing is there are some theories going on about mutants in the whole nine yards. Um, one of the big theories is, is that Miss Marvel's ending actually is a big trigger effect um, for, for what's about to happen uh, about superheroes. So the big one is, is that uh, uh, Cameron, uh, he kind of exploded with this like uh, dimensional energy out of his body. Uh, and a lot of people are translating that to the Terragenesis effect, which if you know your comic book references, Terragenesis is the event that makes Inhumans, and Inhumans are the evolved form of mutants. So um, so that's, I mean, it depends who you ask, but that's kind of the, the, the gist of it is like mutants are kind of born out of like the atomic age. But in, in humans is like they see they they detect the mutant gene so deep in your body that like the teragenesis event ends up mutating you and then it's a whole thing. Um, so it's 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 kind of convoluted in that sense. But in the end, my point is, is that this whole cam uh, Cameron event could have generated a lot more superheroes and, and have like an inhuman thing where like people are mutating now and and, you know, this whole. This whole thing's coming out. Um, so, which is really cool. It's really interesting to see. Uh, and now She-Hulk is now going to be the representative of superheroes, very much like her comics. Uh, so she's going to be the lead of the superhero division. Uh, and I think it's she's she's the defense the defense attorney. Uh, so it sounds like if Matt Murdock is in it as a lawyer, he could be prosecution or he could just run into uh, Jennifer Walters from time to time and maybe talk talk shop that kind of thing we don't know we don't know but the last time we checked with daredevil uh as far as we understand and daredevil is um daredevil they said they're going to try to keep the story uh similar to netflix but it, they might retcon things like when we see the new daredevil series they might say what things exist they kind of will explain to you what things do exist from the story you know and then might take away things and be like like kind of like that never happened kind of thing so uh, it's yeah, gonna be interesting to, yeah they'll pick it they'll they'll cherry pick what they want to take um so then we got uh, titania making an appearance it looks like the wrecking crew has got an upgrade um yes. what gives it away is we have thunderball uh who has like a magical mace kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. that he will spin so we got that that would that's what gives it away for me uh and one dude has a wrench uh a mystical wrench so i'm pretty sure we're gonna see a mystical version of the wrecking crew which i'm all for um but yeah superheroes popping up everywhere she hulk is now going to be um the defense attorney for all superhero stuff so it's cool that we're gonna see a superhero courts law and order experience and i'm all i'm all for it i'm all for it Oh man, but this this is gonna be such a fun show. And just the wrecking crew being there, finally some homies from the Hulk's corner of the universe showing up. This gets yeah. me very excited. Uh, and and I recently watched the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk uh, from the MCU, and uh, with Edward Norton. A couple big elements of the story that will tie in is first of all, will Samuel Stearns make an experience uh, make an appearance in She Hulk, uh, aka the leader. Uh, who uh, was uh, was there in the original one? Uh, second thing is, of course, with Emil Blonsky. Um, uh, with Emil Blonsky, they're obviously wrapping up his story within the Hulk, which is going to be really cool. 
Now, the interesting thing here is She-Hulk may learn that Ross was behind turning the abomination into the technically turning the abomination into abomination because Ross, and I know you're a big fan of the red Hulk kind of story angle a little yes. bit. Uh, I think that, I think that, you know, they might continue Ross's legacy of like trying to um, weaponize biological weapons kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. maybe the, the whole angle Jennifer Walters may use is a victim that he's a victim of, uh, of the government thing. And then they, then there's a whole political thing about it. So that might be a huge story element there. So this is going to be a real, I think her show is going to be a lot of fun, but I also think there's going to be a lot of layers to the story that will be really cool to open up in the Hulk world. Uh, like you said, with like being excited about uh, the wrecking crew. Yeah. And who knows? Cause I don't know when they filmed this, but maybe Ross shows up. They might've uh, gotten mm -hmm. some William Hurt in there before, uh, before he passed away. Right. So, Maybe we get mm -hmm. a taste of the Ross. Uh, I I have a feeling though, because I know it's it's uh, uh, he had that unfortunate passing, and uh, I think they might bring back Talbot because Talbot was an agent of Shield, and Talbot is his like right hand man. So Talbot mm -hmm. may replace uh, Ross um uh and do and continue his legacy that way i don't see them recasting yeah. ross i i don't i don't want to leave a kind of a bad taste in the mouth kind of thing um and i think talbot's kind of a perfect angle because just in the comics he was his right hand man so it just i think that he will i think they they could do a couple things to to have hurt's legacy continue on as ross because he was an amazing ross his performance through and through is is amazing. I mean, he's only been in technically, uh, what three movies? Yeah, technically he, four. He crushed it. Like I believe yeah. that when the cameras stop rolling, that guy just runs around the world trying to find the Hulk. Like that's his. Yeah. He, he was great at it. So she Hulk's mm -hmm. going to be magnificent, as the collector would say. Uh, and then Phase Four. Strangely enough, we got nothing yesterday. Uh, regarding the Halloween or Christmas specials. Yes. Uh, the Guardians holiday special was nowhere to be seen on that slate, and we know it's coming. The Halloween thing has been a rumor, so it's a bit, you know, like I find, you know, maybe it's not real, whatever. But uh, it's funny that they didn't, they didn't put the Christmas special in there. I think they're just focusing on, like, what is super important to canon, which is why we didn't see them even put what if up on that board. Um, and I think that that also uh, like speaks true to that freshman year cartoon because I was looking at some of that stuff, Ryan, and it looks like in that cartoon, you've got, among other people, you've got Dr. Octopus and Norman Osborn, who Tom Holland's Peter would not have met in his freshman year. So I feel like that's not going to be as canon as we think it is. I think it's going to take the idea of this Spider-Man we've been following and just build an animated series around him that's not canon i have a feeling that's what they're trying to do yeah it could it could very much be i think it could just be pure fan service kind yeah. of stuff for sure um especially to me because like x-men 97 like i'd be curious to see if if any of that x-men stuff bleeds over into the actual mcu yeah yeah i don't know about that i, I can't believe we still have to wait a year for x-men 97 that's that's cruel uh but it's okay. <laughs> Because we have less than 
four months? August, September, October. Yeah, we have about four months, Ryan, before Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is the end of phase four. Um, and we got to see the trailer for this too. And I'm, I'm going to say something weird to you right now. Do it. Give me the weird. I think this movie is going to win an Oscar. Wow. You're going to go that far, eh? And I don't even put any pedigree in Oscars, but a lot of people in the industry do. And a lot of people in the world do in general. And I feel like just the, the tone of that trailer was just hauntingly beautiful. Right, it took some Bob Marley music and it turned it into a hauntingly beautiful, sad, melancholic trailer, but also full of hope and also full of lots of cool looking set pieces and lots of Atlantis stuff. But this is a beautiful trailer. This is not trying to do the standard trailer thing of like, look how much fun this movie is gonna be. It's trying to be a beautiful piece of art and it, and it looks like that. Uh, so I think this is going to turn some Academy heads. I, you know, it's funny you say it's a work of art because I watched some, uh, I watched Variety did a great recap of all the kind of in-person moments of the SDCC thing. And, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, was saying like, it was great working with all these artists. And so he, he, I think you're right. I think it's an exploration of art. Um, and man, does it look amazing. And of course, the, the, since we're talking about the kind of end of phase four, um, that's going to be a big note to end on um, on in many ways. I, you know, I, I, one of the things I always like to, one of the things I always like to do is uh, gauge Isabella's reaction with, mm. with Marvel content because, you know, she, well, it's, it's a fun, she's, a, she's a fun barometer to see like, as as someone who enjoys the MCU but like hasn't deep dive into the comics or anything, it's she. I think she comes from a very big movie background, just someone who watches a lot of movies, and she is she has a good idea of like what's what is good, what is considered good, what is considered fun, and she like she was left at the end saying like I have goosebumps, like that's that's at the end of it. of that Black Panther trailer. At the end of what? At the end of Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Like, she, like She Hulk. She just said, "Yeah, it looks good." But like, she actually like said, "Like for Wakanda Forever, like that gave me goosebumps." And it it looks like a gorgeous, just absolutely gorgeous movie. The shots of Atlantis are just pure, just mwah. like even even all the shots of Wakanda are just it, it's just a beautiful movie. So many colors, mm-hmm. costumes look insane. Um, we had, uh, some of our friends were saying while we were watching the, uh, the trailer, they were just like, is that, a, who's that guy? Like the guy with the giant shark head. And, and it's just, it's just gorgeous. Uh, man, like that movie's just going to be a spectacle. It's sure. going, it's going to be something that people are talking about. And maybe this is just a case of, you know, the real world sort of superimposing itself onto a piece of art and, Maybe you have to separate the two. I don't know. But because Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us, I think that's going to affect people the way it affected them walking out of The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight is a great movie, but it also had that added layer of like, yeah, and that guy who just you know blew us away on screen, he's, he's gone. And I think that same thing is going to happen here, but it's going to be a little different because Chadwick's obviously not in it, but we're going to feel that. 
And we're going to come out of that with that sort of looming over us. And I, I feel like this is just going to be, I don't know, I can't even really put it to words, but it's like, it's something that is going to have an emotional effect on people just because it exists already, you know, walking into it before the first frame starts, they're already going to have that. Uh, they're going to come in sort of basted in that. And mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see how that affects the overall, like how fans feel about it once it's over. But if that trailer is any indication, boy, howdy, we're bringing Kleenex to Black Panther Wakanda forever. And we're going to need yeah. the whole thing. It's going to be, it's going to be a moving piece of art. It's just going to be intense. Um, I can't help but also say that Namor looks amazing. And this is, Namor is one of Marvel Comics' oldest characters. And in the MCU, the most rumored character I have seen in this entire run. Um, it's crazy to think that this started, uh, this MCU started with me in high school. 2008, college. Oh, college. Yeah, college. Yeah. 2008. This all started in 2008. And now we're like, oof, we're deep in it. <laughs> but uh and, and we're deep in it and and still in i think it was iron man 2 teased an idea of namor being in it and now it's taking this long to get here um but the man the guy who's playing him even in the trailer there's like two shots he's in but it just he just commands so much presence in those scenes so i'm very curious to see uh it's a real shame we lost chadwick when we did i mean that dude was just gonna he was the Black Panther, and 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 uh, it it's just, I would have loved to have seen how he's going to play in the story. But that being said, that that's not going to diminish what these people, what the current cast is going to bring, and and how Black Panther, the 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 mantle of Black Panther is going to evolve. I'm very excited. Uh, there, it's uh, apparently uh, being at SDCC, they did a huge, beautiful performance. You can watch it through uh the variety clip on youtube yeah uh it's it's a magical I, I what i always love is when marvel um always does something satirical brings a satirical element to it i don't know if that's the most apt or accurate word but they when they tie it to um the culture and really because that's what marvel does it pulls in from from real culture and they don't change it too much, but they just implement it into the MCU. And it's it's always just a joy to watch. It's super cool. It makes me wish that, like, we grew up with pop culture that was unfortunately not sensitive to other cultures other than American, right? So I'm so glad that at least kids today are growing up with, like, yeah, they can learn about real Pakistani culture from watching this Marvel. Like, it's too, we missed out on that. So I'm glad that it's finally catching up. Yeah. But phase four ends with the Wakanda forever, which is the new title that I've just made up, confirmed. I called Kevin, he said, it's cool, we can change it to that. And then phase five begins, Ryan, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. Right, uh, all right, so now the interesting thing here is Peyton Reed, uh, of course, the comic book man with the plan. Uh, this guy is an amazing, huge comic book nerd. Um, he introduced Cassie Lang, who uh, is a lovely young lady, um, and uh, she is going to be playing uh, Stinger. Uh, and I thought, I think she actually goes by many aliases, one of, the, one of which is Stature. Um, but essentially, she's a combination of Wasp and Ant-Man. She can size change, but she can also fly. 
And I um, love that her suit is purple. It just looks so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's absolutely uh, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Um, now, Quantum Mania is going to be a crazy movie. We got a lot of real weird rumors in this one. But sorry, we got a lot of weird announcements with this one. First of all, Bill Murray is going to be in the movie. We yes. have no idea who or what he's going to play. Um, now, the other news, unrelated, we got was that Modoc is confirmed to be in Quantum Mania. One of my brother's favorite Marvel villains of all time is going to be in Quantum Mania. Um, and I can't believe it took five phases to get to Modoc. That took is a crying yeah. shame. Absolutely is a crying, crying shame indeed. Uh, and so, okay. So first of all, yes, I was right. So she's gone by two aliases, Cassie Lang. She's gone by stature and she's gone by stinger. And okay. uh, really all you need to know is just an evolution of the, of her character in, in her superhero persona. Um, but yeah, so we got Modoc. Uh, now, what I'm thinking is that Modoc is going to be kind of like what Modoc was to Mandarin in the Iron Man thing. I think that Modoc is going to be kind of like a living computer for uh, for uh, Kang. That Kang is so advanced uh -huh. that Modoc is has evolved to be a human computer. Um, okay. and, but obviously he has other plans and, and that could, that could corrupt everything, uh, or it could corrupt Kang to do bad things. We don't know. I just don't, it's just, I mean, this movie is so far out of left field We're we're going to be in for quite a ride, but you know, come to think of it. And one of the things that was being mentioned during the Ant-Man and Wasp movie there, uh, is that, um, first of all, uh, uh, man, Peyton Reed has not made a bad Ant-Man film. No, no, he hasn't. He really, they, those films are just, and I hate to, this is going to sound like I'm making a funny old pun, Ryan, but I'm not, I'm not punning around. They are like the little movies that could. In this sea of gargantuan blockbusters, they come and they're smaller, they're smaller scale, they're smaller runtime, they're obviously smaller budget, and they still rock. They don't feel like a cheaper experience. Absolutely. And the other thing is, I think this, this series is going to be a good, better, best. Ant-Man was good. Yes. It was funny. Yes. Um, uh, Ant-Man was good. It was funny. It was lighthearted. It, it was everything you needed it to be. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, better. You got the Wasp. Great action sequences. Uh, great storytelling. And the introduction of the original Wasp, which was really awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we got best. We got freaking Kang. We got MODOK. We have we have uh, we have um, Stinger, so this is just going to be an all-out fun family Marvel adventure that's going to feel pretty comic booky because it's Peyton Peyton freaking Reed. Uh, this guy, this I, I was telling I was I was telling the room because not everyone is as, as uh, uh, I can't remember how Matt phrased it, but not everyone's as in tune into Marvel as others. But um, Peyton Reed actually once pitched a wildly awesome Fantastic Four movie, and Fox turned him down. So this guy, this guy now, um, you know, Ant Man one was he was brought on well into its production, yeah, and he and he kind of guided it. Two was more of his creation; like he actually had a lot more creative control. He's he's got his feet in the water now; like he's good to go. 
three, this is like, okay, now you've proven what you can do with your full creative power. Now here's unlimited budget, go and see what happens. So this is going to be a wild, wild ride. That's a great way to put it. I never even thought of that. Ant-Man 1 is kind of like only half his movie because yeah. the momentum was already there. But like you said, he's just got to push it. So normally you would have with, uh, with a trilogy, you would have a director test their metal and prove their worth in part one. And then in part two, they're off to the races and they really get to open up and do what they want. But this time we had to wait till three just because of extenuating circumstances. So here's hoping three is the biggest and best Ant-Man yet. I'm so excited for MODOK. Um, I don't think Bill Murray is playing him. And I'll tell you why. Because we didn't see Bill Murray come out on that stage. We just heard people say they saw Bill Murray in the footage. And if you see Bill Murray's face, I mean, the man does not look like Modoc. So I'm, I'm assuming, right. right? So I, I think he's just playing someone else. Um, I don't think he's playing anybody of like Marvel note. You know, I don't think he's gonna show up on screen and everybody's gonna be like, oh my god, it's Mephisto. Uh, like I, I think he's literally just gonna be like, hey, I'm Hank Pym's friend. I helped him build this thing in like 1984 or whatever. And then we'll get yeah. like a, a de-aged Peter Venkman looking Bill Murray walking around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think he's playing MODOK. I don't know who's playing MODOK, but uh, spoilers, it's Ryan. Ryan's playing MODOK. Give us your best MODOK voice right now. Uh, what was the best version of MODOK? Oh yeah, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is definitely by far the best version of MODOK I've seen, but he's like uh, a machine only designed for killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Modoc. I love how your Modoc sounds kind of like Borat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> machine only designed for killing. For killing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, Ant Man and the Wasp and Quantum Mania is going to kick off phase five. And then, uh, then follow. Yes. Then followed it. We have Secret Invasion. Spring 2023. And the first of the new logos that I want to bring up. So. You can join me on this if you want, Ryan, but I'm, I'm going to rate these new logos that we got here. Um, and I'm going to hold this up here in case you don't have it, in case the people watching want to see it. This is the new Secret Invasion logo. That's it right there, without glare. Yep. There we go. Um, I prefer the old one, uh, just because I like when the MCU takes the more comic booky logos from the comics and from the, the shows and just kind of makes that their logo just with like a little bit more of a realistic twist. And the old Secret Invasion logos, there were two of them, were that. They were right off the cover of those comics. And now this one's just kind of, uh, whoops, this is just kind of some, you know, just, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what font that is. It's like, I don't know. Career, I don't, I don't know what's going on yeah. here. It's, uh, it's not the secret. It's not your grandma's secret invasion, kids. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give that logo um, 1.5 Infinity Stones. Interesting. All right, all right. I, I'm going to let you just rate them because I am not. I'm. I don't have a keen designing eye, to be <laughs> honest with you. So uh, my my uh, my advice would be irrelevant. Or sorry, my my ratings would be irrelevant just because like I I like it. Like you know what I mean. Like I won't be able to provide good critical feedback. 
Um, all we need to know about this film thus far is, first of all, we have to remember that the Mother of Dragons from Game of Thrones is going to be in it. Um, pretty sure she's going to play the Queen of uh, the Scrolls. And it is set to be a dark thriller tone. Uh, and of course, we have Nick Fury, which is going to be really cool. This is a guy who's very paranoid. Uh, that is definitely a reputation he's created in the MCU. He's very, very paranoid, which is what Mysterio said. Um, and so that is pretty much all we're working with. Now, remember, Talos uh, was, um, or Talos, sorry. Talos is now, he has impersonated Nick Fury. And Nick Fury was last seen on a ship of scrolls. So that is going to be uh, interesting. Now, the other side of this coin is this is not our typical scrolls that we're used to in the comics. They seem to be portrayed as the victims yeah. of, the, of the bullies of the space military, the Kree. So we don't know how why this is a secret invasion uh i don't know if that maybe they're just being like maybe they're being the victims and gaining sympathy sympathy to in order to take over i don't know but in captain marvel which to me captain marvel has a hard time setting it setting its place in the mcu in terms of just like I don't know if they know what to do with Captain Marvel. I know they wanted Captain Marvel, but I don't think they know what to do with it. And it, and that being the same with the Skrulls, because the Skrulls have been put in a weird position. I don't know what they're going to do with them personally. Secret Invasion in the cartoon, if you ever want to see a good version of it, is watch uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes to get a really good idea of how, how intense things can get uh, with the Skrulls being inv like invading the world. Um, but yeah, that's all we know. And Maria Hill was there, but honestly didn't have much to offer just again that we're going to be in for a good ride. Yeah. Kobe couldn't say much. Uh, she's, you know, she's got to keep tight lipped, but the thing about secret invasion that I find, I don't know. The thing that I just find puzzling is the only characters we know for sure are coming back are Maria Hill, Nick Fury, and Talos. Yeah. So I would assume they would need to pack in a lot of returning characters because the nature of this story is it's almost like a game of Clue. Like here are 16 characters you're familiar with, but eight of them are scrolls, right? Um, so I'm surprised we haven't heard yet of, you know, oh, and Peter Parker is in it and Happy Hogan is in it. And this could because the more you fill it with, the more inevitable scroll unmaskings you get to have. So like, what is this identity thing that they're going to play with? How are they going to do that if they only have three characters that we've already met? And two of which we've already seen in Spider-Man show off that there are scrolls already. Like, how do you do that whole mystery thing? Is it even going or, to have that plot? Remember, we also had the appearance in WandaVision at the end. From I forget what's what happened to WandaVision. So WandaVision, WandaVision at the end, they pulled in uh, Photon or Spectrum. Sorry, Spectrum. Uh -huh. I, I always forget her name. I always forget. Anyway, that too. Uh, Rambo. Monica. They, brought in, they pulled in Monica. Yeah, Monica. Monica Rambo. They brought her into the theater, and they're like, "Oh, uh, I think they say something like someone wants to talk to you or something, and or you need to go back to Sword or or no." She's brought in, yeah, something like she, yeah, 
she sword needs you for something and then she walks away and then it turns out to be a scroll dude i forgot about that whole scene i i, I totally forgot like okay now now, remember, though, there are some quality things that Captain Marvel did bring, is that Nick Fury knows that scrolls, how the rules of how scrolls work is that they take shape, they take they take someone's position, they know their memories and all this stuff. So, uh, or sorry, they only can get recent memories. They don't they don't know the entire thing. So you have right. to do. Yeah. But but again, we, but the whole the whole the whole momentum of scrolls were obscured when the whole thing the whole reason why they were invading is to find he could find the rest of his race uh in that ship so they found them they have that kid so what is their motivation now like right. did dick Fury say hey you know what why don't you guys be the new shield you guys are great shapeshift you're the new shield now go out there and do your thing but then they have a hidden agenda or like the but if I had to guess, maybe the maybe uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, the woman, the woman from Game of Thrones, who's coming in. Maybe she is playing a different faction of the scrolls that are just the the bad scrolls that we know about, who are taking you know super powered individuals and putting them into the scroll, and thus we get the super scrolls and yada yada yada. So that could be the angle that we're seeing. Yeah, that is, I think, the most interesting one. You got lots of scrolls. Some of them are nice folks. Some of them just want to hang out and, and eat, you know, barbecue with you. Other ones want to turn into a filing cabinet and kill you when you try to open them. So absolutely, that I think that's what's going to happen. And uh, Talos and his friend there are going to try to figure out, you know, what's going on. And you know, stop giving us a bad name in front of all these humans, man. You're embarrassing us. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I still, I'm curious to know how they round out that cast. So that they have enough characters for all these unmaskings to have some weight. Uh, Absolutely. That is a secret invasion, and then we move on very shortly after that in May 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is finally creeping up. It's it's been a long wait, but it's finally creeping up. And to celebrate, they gave us a new logo too, Ryan. They gave us this happy number right here. Yes, sir. This beautiful yellow retro-looking Guardians thing. It's uh, a bit different from what we had previously. And I like this. I am giving this a gauntlet. I really like Ooh. this logo. This is a beautiful logo. Uh, and it it's... Uh, I kind of like the old like, one better. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, the old one was nice. I got nothing against the old one. Yeah. Uh, see, so your opinion does matter on the logos. We told you. The fans are crying right now because you didn't give a rating. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this this move. Speaking of crying, though, apparently this movie is going to make us do a bunch of crying, and I'm not surprised. It's an emotional journey for sure. I mean, Guardians is is one of the older MCU franchises uh, because they they came in a long time ago. Uh, but um, yes, I heard it's going to be very emotional. Now the interesting thing is they got the high evolutionary. That was a big mm. announcement. So now you have a warlock who's coming in, Adam Warlock, played by Will Poulter. Uh, we're uh, I'm very excited. He he looks like Adam Warlock, honestly. He does. If I was gonna he's cast Adam Warlock, yeah. <laughs> if I was gonna cast Adam Warlock, he's definitely up there. Uh, I was originally thinking they would use Bradley Cooper, which would explain his uh, weird casting of Rocket the Raccoon. But uh, you know what, Will Poulter, I'll take it, man. He looks yeah. he looks fantastic for the role. 
Um, and they casted Cosmo the dog, which I thought was interesting as well. But if you played the Guardians of the Galaxy game, you know Cosmo the dog is a pretty fun character. He is to, bombing to bring in. in the Guardians. I can't wait to see what she does with him. I think she's going to bring a fun cartoonish voice to the character. Uh, and and she is a good comedian. Uh, you know, the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was saying uh, Baron Cohen was saying that the reason why I cast her is because she has uncanny comedic timing. Like she is, she's really good. Um, so it's quite an eclectic mix of characters, as Guardians of the Galaxy should. The High Evolutionary, though. Uh, so first of all, if you know from Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, they mentioned Mount Wondergore. Mm -hmm. And if you paid close attention in the comics, uh, Scarlet Witch has a very convoluted and complicated past. Really, a comic book character with a convoluted storyline? Yeah, you're yanking. Nah, get out of here. <laughs> um, she came from Mount Wondergore. She was raised on Mount Wondergore. It turns out she was the child of Magneto. Then later on in the comics, that was proven to be not true. She was a test experiment of the High Evolutionary. And uh, and then later on, that proven was not true either. And then Jeez. she was actually... I think she was actually, yes, technically the child of Magneto. And then she has the inhuman gene, blah, 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 blah. And it's like a whole, it's a whole roller coaster ride of, of questions and answers. So phase um, seven is going to be the Jerry Springer saga. Is what you're yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the cool thing was um, the actor came, uh, his name's uh, Chawudi. Uh, Chawudi. Um, uh, Chikudi uh, Awuji. Yeah, Iwuji. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so he came in the high evolutionary outfit, and he gave you a taste of which you again can see in the variety clip of the footage. He gave a taste of what he's going to sound and kind of act like, and he is all about experimenting. And he finds humans disgusting. He finds them the he finds humans the bile in his uh, in his throat. Uh, and that he needs to dissect them and give the uh, and then play with their uh, genes in order to do it. So we're kind of looking at a godlike version of Mr. Sinister in a sense, uh, very uh, twisted, all about genetics. Uh, and um, it's going to I think it's a really interesting character. And you got to think, too. I wonder if that meant that the high evolutionary had something to do with those uh, the gold people. Uh, and why sovereign, he was all yeah. about, yeah, the sovereign uh, and getting those genetics and that kind of thing. So, uh, so creating warlock essentially. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Maybe he, maybe High Evolutionary will kind of have a a deep connection with Warlock because War Adam Warlock is supposed to be the pinnacle of like evolution and and like what uh, the perfect design human should look like. Yeah, as soon as he started talking about perfect people, I thought, okay, he and Warlock are going to go hand in hand. And I'm yeah. I'm so happy for this actor, Chikudi Aruji. If you heard any of his interviews during Peacemaker, like he was just, you know, he was just one of those guys like like us, you know, just a struggling actor trying to get his career out. He's doing small things. And then he happens to form a friendship with James Gunn. He gets cast in Peacemaker and the rest is history, right? Like it's like, yeah, he's, he, he's finally, you know, breaking through. And I'm I'm really happy for that. Um, I'm gonna you know, also quickly, quickly to mention is like you imagine this actor who's relatively young in his career. He gets on to Peacemaker, which is pretty big, pretty big. Then he gets casted as one of the most historical characters from Marvel. It's a That's a big huge. deal. It is a big deal. I have one thing to say about his costume. 
Uh, and I'm going to apologize in advance for the few. Usually I'm a very professional podcaster, Ryan, you know this, and I don't like to eat while I'm potting, but I couldn't help myself. My mother just made some homemade candy pecans, which are Ooh. amazing, and they're they're fresh hot out of the oven. So I have to have some now while they're warm, but I promise not to make too much noise on the microphone. That's but, fair. I'll let, yeah. Don't allow it. Will you allow this for me? You allow me Go this, for it. This pecan is for you, brother. There we go. Thank you. Thank there you. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. My concern with his costume is it looks a lot like Kang's costume, and it's even the same purple. Um, I don't think that's not intentional. Uh, mm. you, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that is actually quite intentional, uh, being that, being that uh, you know, first of all, they both do share a purple outfit. But first of all, we don't know what Kang's exactly going to look like, mm. to be fair. Um, but yes, but the thing about Marvel, which is interesting, and even with Kang, Kang is Kang is a time traveler from the future. So tech, tech from the past could carry through. So maybe high evolutionary has something to do with it. Who knows? Um, but I'll leave it at that. To be honest with you, it's uh, I you know to me, I was just happy to see him come out in the outfit. It was kind of a nice taste of what's to come, and uh, I'm always a big fan of that kind of thing. Uh, Loki did it. Uh, Tom Hiddleston came out i almost I, I was thinking tom holland in my brain and i was like why did i just say tom tom holland but no i said it right tom hiddleston came out in his loki outfit and you know fans loved it so i love seeing a villain come out and and in their regalia and just having a good time it's it's always nice to see that's right i forgot about the loki thing so yeah. this this movie is just getting more and more excited guardians 3 is going to be magnificent I can already tell. Yep. um but I am going to change one thing. I'm going to change my rating to six Infinity Stones for the Guardians logo. Because even though it's beautiful, there's better ones coming. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Echo, summer 2023. And yep. let's lump this together because it can be it can be done quickly. Also summer 2023, Loki season two. Right. So Echo, first of all, clearly they're going to take from the popular comic book story where she blinded Wilf Wilson Fisk, uh, trying to shoot him um so that is probably where they're going to take off it's daredevil is going to be a, a big character in her story i have a big feeling that daredevil is going to play through a lot uh of, through this multiverse phase uh, i think i think he's setting up what could be the the next saga actually my bet is is that it's uh he's going to be a, a an instrument to help build the next saga on the street level but it seems to me that kevin feige is being very clever in that he's i think he's planting seeds all very far in advance and then we're much like this saga that we're currently in we're going to have those aha moments uh you know down the road i'm pretty sure d23 actually will be very daredevil related because i i can't I, I just, it's, why? Why 18 episodes? Why is he in She-Hulk? And why, oh, why are they doing Echo? Like, it's just, it's it's too set up. You know what I mean? Well, we uh, know that it, the Christine Everhart saga is coming. So they got to plant uh, this somewhere. Just, they got to plant it somewhere. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh, that's... God. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you keep bringing that up. These oh, PKs have cayenne pepper in them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then we have um so we have echo and then you mentioned the other one that's coming which is loki season two uh first of all with loki season two what i'm curious to see 
is is or first of all i want to see more kang which would be really cool um but i, I think also, you'll get your wish i think i i think i will too actually mm -hmm. um but what i'm also curious to see is are they going to introduce uh or bring back the female loki slash enchantress or are they going to uh my other big question is is mobius going to uh uh is Mobius going to have his, his big comic book moment where he's going to be on trial for the Fantastic Four? Wow. You went there, huh? Well, let's see. Summer 2023 and the Fantastic Four comes out in November 2024. So it gives you a year and a bit. Maybe. Maybe just read. Maybe. 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 Um, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, we'll talk about it more, but uh, Fantastic Four is kicking off the next phase. Uh, mm -hmm. But D23 is literally a month away, pretty much, give or take. Uh, and I'm pretty confident that they're going to cast Fantastic Four. And if as long as they're cast, you can just throw them in anything. Anything yeah. that relates, anything that's going to relate to them, you just throw them in there. So Loki, I'm not, I would not be surprised if that happens. Exactly. And it's like the thing I've been saying about the mutants. There's like 50 bajillion mutants. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till the mutants movie to introduce them. You know, give us Blob here. Give yeah. us Multiple Man here. Like, Give us Gambit here, right? Like, yeah. Give us Forge. Forge is a big character. He is a big character and he's got an epic mustache. Yeah. Um, all right. Echo and Loki. Echo, we really still know very little about, except that we're getting lots of mm -hmm. Daredevil, lots of Kingpin. And the Kingpin thing makes me happy. By the way, see the shirt I'm wearing? If the shirt was red, I could be a Wilson Fisk clone right now. You right? could be. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the Wilson Fisk is strong with me. And then what's happening after that? July 2023, The Marvels. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. First of all, there's not much to be, not much that we really know, to be honest no. with you. There's a lot of weird rumors going on with this thing. There could be some musical elements to it. I don't know. Uh, all I got to say is, is that Captain Marvel has a lot of potential. What they did with Brie Larson, even in Miss Marvel, in her look and everything, I think they're finally getting some ground with her and they're figuring it out. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, I think also because Brie is a relatively young actor uh who who has extremely high potential uh because she's done some pretty good movies with some pretty intense scenes uh so i think it's a matter of finding finding the right audience and the right tone marvel always seems to have at times you know trying to match the tone with the audience they're trying to deliver it to plus making it like disneyfied a little bit so there's a weird mixture that takes place. And like, for example, Deadpool, they know. Deadpool, they can go R-rated. Um, and the, or Deadpool will bring in whatever audience that Deadpool is going to bring in. So they're going to let Deadpool do their thing. Mm -hmm. But Captain Marvel, they have the chance to create the character and thus create the tone in which the character sets. But the problem is, I think, for example, because she's such a young actor and she's really good, um, I heard she's difficult to work with. But again, I don't want to... I don't want to start speculation trains or anything on that. I think it's I think it's just a matter of finding the right tone and the right audience to connect the two. I think that Miss Marvel was a good way to set her up in a certain tone, uh, even though we only got like one cameo. But 
it seems Miss Marvel is a good way to like Miss Marvel could be the Spider-Man to Captain or to Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. in this case, in this case, instead of Iron Man trying to pass down the mantle to Spider-Man, Miss Marvel is creating the mantle of Captain Marvel, and Brie Larson lives up to it. And and I think there was a good theory that we talked about a while back about Miss Marvel learning about leadership and how to, um, you know, how to find how to become a good leader. Uh, because she just takes things in her own hands because she can do anything, right? Yes. Uh, but that's not, it's not the case. You need to learn to rely on others and, and be able to do that. Uh, so that's, that's all I really have to say about the Marvels. Uh, I don't know much else. It's going to be interesting, uh, to say the least. But like I said, Marvel always has a hard time matching tone and finding the right audience for said tone. So uh, I hope with the Marvels, they find, they find it. And I, I think they're close. I think they're close. They are close. Tone's a great word for it because that first Captain Marvel movie is a little bit tone deaf. It's just a little bit tone deaf, but the the relationship between Kamala and Carol is going to make all the difference. And it's going to, like, look how many more people um, sort of identified with Kamala as opposed to identifying with Captain Marvel, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's going to, she's our proxy of this movie. It's no longer us relating to Captain Marvel. We're going to go into it relating to Miss Marvel. And the way that they portray their relationship is what's going to get us back on the Captain Marvel train. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be a, a deft balancing act, and I don't envy them, but it can be done. And I, I have faith. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And if they sing for a third of the movie, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know. Does Brie Larson sing? I feel like she's been in something where she sang. So I feel like we're yes. in good hands. Scott Pilgrim. Yes. There you go. See, so she can carry a tune. She is fine. And then in November 2023, we get the movie that nobody in the world is excited for, Blade. I am so stoked for Blade. Only And two couple reasons. First of all, we all love the original Blade. The first Blade with Leslie Snipes is like absolutely badass. Like that movie, it can still be watched today and equally as enjoyed. Um, but uh, Mahershala Ali is uh, this man is like eager to play Blade, and that is that says something. This guy is an Oscar award-winning actor, and he is excited to play a, a Marvel comic book character. And to me, when I hear that, um, I I immediately don't think of like, oh, this is just an actor trying to get trying to get the opportunity and and run with it like i think this is a, a genuine fan of comic books and he wants to represent this character because he he might have a good angle of, of how he wants to do it from the comics so i'm all for it my only question my only question of blade only question is it setting up midnight suns because if it is 100 i'm there I think that Kevin's too smart to not have it set up Midnight Suns at this point. I think he knows what the people want. Um, the lack of this Halloween special might raise some eyebrows in that regard mm -hmm. because that would have been our first dip into the toes of the horror. Um, but I think Blade is going to set that up only because that's an untapped vein of Marvel that even though Doctor Strange is the closest thing to it so far, he hasn't really tapped into that vein yet. He's tapped into the sorcery vein, 
but the horror vein is still there, sort of untouched. You just maybe scratch the surface of it in Multiverse of Madness. So what better way to do it than with Blade? I mean, he's hunting vampires, for crying out loud. And then he got a shiny new logo, which I really like. They basically just made it red. They took the old yeah. Blade logo and made it red. I think this is great. Um, I love how minimal it is. How it's like none of it is a full letter, but you know what it says. Kind of reminds me of the logo for Alien. Uh, 5.5 stones. The red reminds me of blood. And uh, I think the B, is the B shaped like a weapon that he uses? Does he, does he use like a knife that's like curved like that? Or am I making things uh, up? Yes, he does. He does have a, uh, a weapon that, it's like a boomerang essentially. Oh, cool. So his name should be Bloomerang. No, blade. his name should be Blade because he uses a sword. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> An acid edge sword uh, or whatever that's, uh, yeah, anyways. Um, uh, so yeah, no, Blade, very excited. Um, I'm curious, actually, too. The other, the other side of this coin that we could get from Blade is Marvel Knights, uh, mm-hmm. which would be a very gritty, dark-toned group of superheroes. But it's fitting because Daredevil's a member, Spider-Man's a member, and Wolverine is a member of the Marvel Knights, along with Blade. And what Punisher. about Moon Knight? Uh, Moon Knight, I don't think he's a Marvel Knight, to be sure. Oh. But I know that ro- roster rotates a bit. So I, I, but I know the original. One of my favorite covers is um, Daredevil. They're on a rooftop, but it's Daredevil, Spider-Man, um, Wolverine, and there's another one. But it's a really solid cover looks really good oh black panther black panther has been a marvel knight as well oh cool that'd be a fun mm-hmm. team i feel like yeah. black panther wouldn't take crap from wolverine over yeah, like, yeah let's go yeah. let's get some poutine bud and black panther's yeah. like no you listen to me um it, see i can write mm-hmm. for comics listen to this riveting dialogue i'm coming up with <laughs> yeah look at you dropping bubs and stuff and now in fall 2023, which I'm assuming is the same month as Blade, because I feel like fall starts in November. So uh, we get Ironheart. Finally yes. getting Ironheart after it was announced in 2019. Mm-hmm. So four and a half years later, we were finally going to get Ironheart. Um, and I think, judging from the lack of armor wars at this panel, I think it's been folded into Ironheart. It sounds that way for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because Armored Wars is a very Iron Man centralized story. And we kind of saw it, to be fair, in Iron Man 3, even though it was kind of weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm very excited. This is going to be a next uh, another new generation character. We She's very young in the comics. Uh, like Miss Marvel, kind of young, so only a yeah. few years old, uh, along with um, America Chavez. So we're seeing a lot of young Avengers coming out of the woodworks here. Uh, but yes, I'm very what what I like. What's happening with Ironheart, Miss Marvel, America Chavez, is that the world is so built now that we are finally like it's big enough to get all these young generational characters. We're getting them, like, I feel like we're getting them, like, a mile a minute. Like, we just, every movie is introducing new ones. It's, it's, mm-hmm. oh, boy. And Ironheart makes me happy, too, because 
in the same way that the Wrecking Crew is finally bringing Hulk's world into things. We haven't seen Iron Man's world in a long time, just because we haven't needed to. Uh, so I hope that that brings us back into that world. I hope it brings us back to the world of Pepper Potts and Happy Hogan and Stark Industries and please, please God, Justin Hammer. Uh, so it'll be nice to open that door and be like, hey, it's it's we're still here. You know, this still exists. Mm -hmm. I think the story will very much play of like just people stealing Stark tech and and obviously making it worse. Uh, and mm -hmm. obviously Riri is going to make it better. Uh, and and War Machine is the one is the front line of trying to stop people from making bad versions of the Iron Man armor, uh, and then realizes the potential with Ironheart. So uh, and what it means, what it truly means to be Iron Man, kind of thing, which is which is the story that like was plagued on um, Peter Parker. So right. that I that I think that story is going to be really cool to see her understand why or what it takes to be iron man and and that kind of uh overcoming adversity and that all that stuff so um i'm very very excited to see her as a character i i am always interested in man like passing the mantle i'm always i always love those stories are very fun to me um much like thor passing on the hammer to jane foster and stuff like that uh, I I am very interested to see how she's going to take the mantle of Iron Man because that story's well set up for her to take it in a really beautiful way. And I'm I'm all for it. Same. And getting to meet her early on is a nice treat too. Because we're gonna get to see her this November, a year before she irons her way into our hearts. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, you mm -hmm. uh, please hold your applause. Hold your applause. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also wanted to go back a little bit, sure, and and let you know uh, the other members of or who what other members have been a part of the Marvel Knights. Fun sure. fact: other members of uh, the reason why the Marvel Knights were formed is they were formed by Daredevil, and they were formed to originally to capture the Punisher. And it consisted of Black Widow, Dagger, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, and Luke Cage. Lots of cool street-level folks. And do they spell it Knights with a K or Knights like, hey, it's Knights Knights with a K. Ooh, Black Knight's going to be very upset that he didn't get invited to that party. <laughs> Guys, well, why don't you put me on your team? I think it's Ranger. more Midnight Suns. I think it's going to be more Midnight Sun stuff. It's going to be very demons, goblins, vampires, like that kind of stuff. I think yeah. it's, and they could. It's a perfect reason to bring back Nicholas's cage as Ghost Rider, right? It's, as if we needed well, a reason. <laughs> as if we did, but but this the the reason why it's beautiful is because like he no longer is Ghost Rider. He can, which is great because you can easily just say he had past adventures as being Ghost Rider. And he passes on the mantle to the new Ghost Rider, and it's it's just pure fun. I, and it's it's the movies Nicolas Cage has been doing lately. It's it's right up his alley for that kind of character. Oh, exactly. Cage is yeah, back so, in full Cage mode right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we have Ironheart, sir. And then what are we moving on to next? Then we move on in winter of 2023, going into January of 2024. If Blade doesn't give us anything dark and creepy. Agatha sure will, because it was her all uh, along. Yes. We got the Coven of Chaos, formerly known as House of Harkness, 
I like both of those titles. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick, I kind of like the House of Harkness a little bit better, but that's okay. Um, and there's the new logo with the new title, same as the old one. Um, mm-hmm. I like this title a lot. Five Infinity Stones. It's bright and cartoony, and everything a good Marvel logo should be. All I all I will say about Agatha, and again, this is this. I won't talk about much of this only because I have nothing to go with because I don't know this character too well. She's mostly a Fantastic Four villain at best, so mm-hmm. I don't know how they're gonna do her in her own story. What I think is going to happen is I think that we last we saw Scarlet Witch, she uh, got crushed by Mount Wondergore, but there's a red explosion, which usually in movies that means that there's a, it's foreshadowing something we just this is just so far ahead we don't know what um my guess is is that mephisto saves her and agatha is uh the right hand of mephisto like the recruiter of like weapons and stuff that you need uh and and mephisto has been known before for uh um uh you know playing playing with certain people and recruiting people for things so He's a he's a he's a dealer. He's a dealer. So I think that will be interesting. Maybe he has a war of chaos that he's going to be ensuing on certain people. And also, uh, if it's Covenant of Chaos and it has to do with Mephisto, maybe we'll finally get some Ghost Rider action in here. So uh, who knows? Yeah, I don't have much to say on her either because, like you, I don't know much about the lady. All I know is she looks great in a sweater from the 1970s. Um, mm-hmm. And also, yeah. That was my only point on it, is that if we're going to get Mephisto anywhere, it's going to be in there. So to folks like us who really couldn't wait to see Mephisto, you've got like a year and four months, and we'll we'll see him. He's coming. He's coming. He, he can't He's not coming. be in there. Um, yeah. And then in spring of 2024, two years after Moon Knight leaped his way into our pyramid-shaped hearts, we get Daredevil colon born again um we talked about this earlier 18 episodes that's technically three mini seasons of <laughs> yeah it's it's a, a much longer thing thankfully it feels like they're not tying themselves down to the uh, bob jpeg business model anymore uh i got two things to say about daredevil born again cameos uh, cameos and cameos. cameos 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 first of all one infinity stone for that logo wow i'm sorry but uh that's harsh the netflix show had like daredevil himself the character has a cool logo and the netflix show used it what this is the mcu is supposed to be the more you know bright and like comic-y thing why why are you going this looks like it should have been the netflix logo because netflix has boring logos and their logo should have been this one so I don't know what's going on there. And it's unpopular opinion time, Ryan. That's what time it is right now. Um, I uh, Daredevil, the character, doesn't get me excited. Um, Kingpin does. The reason I was so excited for the first show was that Kingpin was in it. And the reason I'm excited for this show, for Born Again, is because Kingpin's going to be in it. But... If you were to tell me right now that this show had nothing to do with Kingpin and he was not in it, it would probably be at the bottom of my list of like what I'm anticipating. 
just because Daredevil himself, I don't find him interesting. I think he's just kind of like a bland guy with a cool suit. And like, I couldn't tell you a single thing about his personality. I couldn't. Uh, like, it's just his, his surrounding characters are what made the Netflix show for me. And uh, except Electra, she was pretty boring too on that show. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, obviously, because there's some Kingpin action, Big Willie. I love you, brother. But the, uh, the daredevil of it all, I, I can't get excited for him. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Uh, hey, it's your prerogative, man. Uh, <laughs> all I can say is I think, I think it's going to be a massive war on crime. Uh, it's it's going to just, just – as Kingpin regains his empire, he's going to be – you know, on one side of the coin, people are going to love him and they think he's like this successful philanthropist. It's going to like rebuild everything. And Daredevil is going to just be sabotaging all his like things. And then he's going to rally. I think Daredevil is going to rally other heroes to his cause and, and fight, fight in the, in the courtroom as well as outside the courtroom. And it's, I, I, I can't wait. I hope we see Punisher. Mm -hmm. I hope we see Moon Knights. I hope we see, Man, I hope we see Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Oh, I, I want to see everybody. I, now, to be fair, before I even say it, people are going to be like, man, I don't want to see Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, I wouldn't mind a recasting for Iron Fist specifically. Um, I, think <laughs> I, I, I think that actor, I think he bit on more than he could chew and in terms of that role. I don't think he truly understood... I don't think, he, I don't think the writers, nor he, the actor, truly understood what they got and and what they were dealing with because that character can be a lot of fun um i would love to see the heroes for hire done properly uh and it would be a lot of fun to do i think the best example of of when they finally figured out how to do it was in in luke cage season two because um i feel like that actor who played iron fist he finally kind of understood how he how he should be playing that character uh, but i think it's too little too late uh iron fist season two was good but it's just when you have a rocky foundation to begin with it's not it's not easy to shake um so i wouldn't mind recasting personally of that character i think i actually i think the guy who played uh death dealer in um song chi he would have been an amazing and and he's a martial artist so it would have been perfect um if you ever look like look him up look up the actor who plays plays a death dealer he's he's a perfect perfect casting choice for uh, iron fist Anyway, long story short, I hope we see Cloak and Dagger. Like, I hope we see thousands of street-level heroes. Uh, I think Daredevil is a perfect avenue to kind of go through that kind of stuff. And I would love to see it just a huge war against Kingpin. Like, bring in Hammerhead, bring in uh, Silvermane, bring in Sable, bring in the Wild Pack, bring in Shocker. Like, bring in bring in as many characters as you, as you can possibly fit. And let's let's see just a giant street war. I'm all I'm all for it. Hey, we've got plenty of episodes to do it. And that is exactly what would get me excited for the show, Ryan. If this is all about But a if it's 18 episodes, chance. what else would you do? Like... Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want 18 episodes of that other show that Netflix gave us. Even though it was great, mm -hmm. it was a really slow Netflix show. There's a certain pacing that comes with those Netflix shows. And I don't want 18 episodes of that. Uh, if this show is all about a second chance at doing the defenders right. That's me clapping. That's, that is 
the right platform to do it is on this program. So program, hey, welcome to 1982, where I'm a television executive with a cigar in an office building. <laughs> this program is going to be a big hit, I tell you, a big hit. Um, big hit. But th Lots that's, of that's what I'm thinking of uh, in terms of Daredevil, is that's what will get me excited. Not a Daredevil solo story I can't get excited for. But if you get excited for a Daredevil story, please keep doing it. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. I'm happy if you're happy. Um, but I know something that makes you happy. It makes me happy, and it definitely makes you happy because your shirt says so. May 2024, Captain America, New World Order with Sam the Man Wilson. That logo is getting an infinity gauntlet, Ryan. That's just a beautiful, beautiful Captain America logo. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful um, I think it's a beautiful play on Winter Soldier because it's very similar to the Winter Soldier logo. Um, yes. The, first of all, I'm very excited because the pieces have already been set up. Uh, what I think this is going to be about is it's about uh, the legacy of Captain America, um, as we saw in Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, and we also saw in uh, Captain America: Civil War and Winter Soldier. Um, I think. And also, I'm going to say the Hulk, which is interesting uh, as well. I think what we're going to see is, again, more plays on the Super Soldier variant. Um, but here's what's interesting. I think the announcement ties into what's coming, because if it's called New World Order, I think it's going to set up the Thunderbolts, which is, uh, which is I, and I'm going to cut into our little rhythm that we got going on here. Uh, the Thunderbolts, which is set up to be released in what date was it? July 2024. Oh no, I dropped my notes. Uh, oh no. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's it's going to take place next in the series. So May, uh, and like two months later, we get Thunderbolts. I don't I don't think that's coincidence. Uh, or that's or that. Yeah, I don't think that's just a coincidence. It's it's definitely set up that way. I think because like if you understand how the Thunderbolts are formed, they're formed because the Avengers have been disassembled and are missing. And so Zemo takes it on himself to recruit the old uh, members of Masters of Evil and they all take new superhero personas and they go, look, superheroes are bad. We can do it right. And they yeah. start winning over society. And then when the Avengers come back and they're like, yo, we need to stop this guy because he's a bad person um and people are just like what are you doing this is wrong you can't you should invite him he's good uh and it becomes a beautiful just like it, it becomes a beautiful you know death match uh against heroes and villains uh it's a classic good and evil story and and it but questioning what good means and it's i think it's going to be a lot of fun and i hope uh, i mean it's again it's a real shame we lost william hurt but um because he he's a integral element but again, I really hope that we get to see this built out. I actually think uh, what's his name is going to be also a big instrument, not just Talbot, not just Talbot, but um, uh, the guy um, from Civil War. Played the Hobbit dude. Oh, Everett Ross. That's the one, Everett Ross. Uh, I think he's going to be an integral element of this whole thing. Um, but yes, so the New World Order is going to be fun. I think what we're going to see is through New World Order, uh, I think uh, Sam is going to learn more about the history of Captain America through post-Captain... Well, sorry, while Captain America's frozen. We already got a taste of it um, uh, through the Falcon Winter Soldier series. And we also got the introduction of uh, Patriot, 
Uh, and so I think we're going to see an expansion of that and what that means. And I think it's going to be very beautiful. And I obviously think uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus will have more of a bigger role through these next uh, Thunderbolts movie and um, New World Order. Oh, boy, those two are going to go hand in hand so well. I Actually, you know wait. what? Sorry, I'm going to interject there. I, I, I think Talbot may be replaced by Julia's character because she seems to be already doing the role of recruiting the Thunderbolts because she already got Walker. Yeah. And she already has, uh, she already has uh, Yelena. So yeah, she's, she's doing the work. She's, she's out there. She just needs to get Zemo and she needs to. And then, uh, then there's going to be two new characters she's going to introduce. There's also rumors that she's going to recruit Ghost. And I would love to see Ghost again. I would, I would, I would accept that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would, accept, I would accept that. Um, and speaking of Thunderbolts, that logo is also getting a gauntlet. That is, is everything I want it to be. It's the Avengers font, but it's all messed up and rusty looking because these aren't good guys. They're not clean and shiny. It's all cracked because you know what? That team is all cracked. It's all fractured. They keep fighting with each other. They don't get along. They don't have a potluck. If uh, Yelena brings some some borscht to a potluck and she's like, "You guys want to try? I made some other," they're gonna probably be like, "Nah, we don't want." They're gonna hurt her feelings. And the Avengers don't do that. The Avengers are kind to one mm -hmm. another. So that's why there's cracks in the logo for exactly that reason. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm very. I mean, Thunderbolts is going to be a fun movie. I am very excited for Thunderbolts. What have I been uh, saying for years? Yeah, I want to see the Avengers fight a team of villains. And you're going to get it. You're going to get it. It's going to be epic. And that's how Phase Five ends. And then Phase. But I love how Phase Six begins. <laughs> Do you now? Why ever do, do you love it, Ryan? What what is uh, what's phase six beginning with? Because knocking on your door, it's the Fantastic Four, baby. That's it. Knock, um, knock, knocking on Baxter's door. Fantastic Four. Um, no need, no don't need no more. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yes. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so this, I love that the last phase kicks off with Fantastic Four. Now, here's what's interesting. First of all, Fantastic Four, apparently it's Doctor Doom. They're going to do the four and Doom, which, you know, I'm okay with. Again, I always a bit worry when you do the main villain right out of the gate. As you and I have discussed through Infinity Rewatch, there's better ways to do it. But and we got two fair, bad Dooms. Yeah, uh, but to be fair, it is Doctor Doom of all characters, so I we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, I'm very excited for Fantastic Four. This is Kevin Feige's Fantastic Four, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a ride. And okay, I my brother and I always said like if you're gonna do a Fantastic Four movie, you need like a Disney budget to do it mm -hmm. right, and and where technology is today. Uh, Fantastic Four movies are going to look absolutely beautiful. Uh, but yes, D23, uh, if you were upset that you didn't see a casting announcement, D23 is right around the corner. There's no way. There was no way they're going to do a Comic-Con announcement of the Fantastic Four when Fantastic Four is Stan Lee's biggest 
uh, and first ever big like Marvel project that created the Marvel comics. So we're going to see Fantastic Four at D23 and we're going to see a lot more about it. We may even get a clip of uh, just a clip of them in their suits uh, so we can see what they look like. But I don't think we're going to see anything more or less of that. We're just going to get um, we're going to get the casting announcement there. It's all there is to it. And um, a new casting rumors is, is that uh, Javier Boredom is going to play Dr. Doom. Um, and if you, I, you know what, if you watched uh, Dune, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. Didn't one of us pick him as Doom? In our uh, I think you did actually. I think you picked Javier Bodem. Oh my god. It's happening. Because because if you watch him in Dune, he has a very low tone, gritty voice. Yes, and, it, he does. and he and he plays kind of a very still character. And if you play if you play Doctor Doom like that, then it's gonna resonate really well because he this man commands a lot of authority without doing much. So um he's a very big force to be reckoned with and i think javier has the right idea and he's he's played some pretty notable villains in the past uh and james bond as well um and he played a really good villain there so that will be really good now uh sorry do you have any comments about this wonderful the fantastic four i mean it's still so far out and it's one that we knew about already um i mm. i'm just you know I, I cannot wait for it. I think you brought up a great point last night where you said that, you know, this movie's in need of a director. John Watts can't do it anymore. Peyton Reed is a great alternative because of that pitch he made. So unless he's busy with a hypothetical Ant-Man 4, the Antoning, then maybe Mr. Reed is directing this film. I don't know. Is Absolutely. that too soon? Oh, 2023. Oh yeah, that would only he, give him. He's like... got time. He's got because if Ant Man, if Ant Man's February, he's well into post production at this point. Yeah. And then, Fantastic Four is a year away. Give or a, take. I, once almost get, two once years you hit away. November. So yeah, because it's November 2024. So it's almost two years from when yeah. Ant Man three releases. So yeah. So he. He could pick up production, but to be fair, the only thing about Peyton Reed is, is like, again, he is solidified in Ant-Man. Um, I don't know if, if Feige's looking for a new groundbreaking director. It kind of made sense with Watts. I'm a little upset that he's not doing it anymore. Um, because with what he, how he modernized Spider-Man, it's kind of that, that technique is what you need for like fantastic four. Yeah. Um, so Peyton Reed had a really good idea and he could do it, but they could be looking for a relatively new young director uh, to kind of bring a unique tool set to that movie. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, like I told you last night, I am playing Reed Richards confirmed. So you're <gasps> welcome. Oh my God. Well, okay. Now my friend, here's the interesting thing before we get to the big, the big announcements here. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight projects unannounced. Eight projects unannounced uh, from SDCC. Armor Wars could be one if, if that plays out. But that all those projects 
are going to be announced at D23. <laughs> Guaranteed. You There's... really think they will, they'll announce all of those at D23? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Wow. I, I, it it feels too thing. soon. I don't know. No. Th- that's a huge gap. And and they already have the graphic built. Like, if you look at the graphic here, like, yeah. the graphics built, they have Kevin Feige. And like, like we talked about last night, um, Feige has, like, up to 2030 of projects. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's going to... I think I think a good four of them are going to be Disney plus and he's going to save some big movie announcements for D 23. So, um, that's going to be the big one. I'll, I'll actually be curious if he's, if he decides to do, this is one of my big predictions for D 23 this year is he's going to do, um, D 23 exclusive movies. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because, because there was that big black widow, lawsuit thing yeah um and i think that may open the 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 contract doors for movies to be made strictly to go to straight to d23's premier access because the biggest problem d20 or disney plus is facing right now is they're getting lots of views but they're not getting lots of new viewers new subscribers so that means that this whole premier access thing that they're trying to take off they need they need to bring that back, and in order to do that, they need to do Disney uh, Disney Plus movie releases. Is my is my theory, and and if that's the case, they're gonna make some of those projects. Four of them are going to be Disney Plus shows, and four of them are going to be our uh, Disney Plus uh, premier access movies. Hmm. I hope they don't do those movies. I'm not a fan. I, of- I know, I know. I kind of hope they do. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I like having, for lack of a better term, I like having the separation of church and state. You know, mm-hmm. I like the idea of like, here are your shows, and we're going to make them as best as we can possibly make them, but they are written and paced as shows, and now here are your movies, and these are big events. And you go to the theater for these events. Um, I don't want that to get diluted by suddenly half of the movies are now less events because they're just in your house. Um, it it kills the magic for me. It it does. It kills the magic for me. I don't know, man. Because like, for example, just as an example, mm-hmm. um, you could do like an end game thing where you can do like infinity war on Disney plus, but do end game on the movie theater. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can set it up that kind of way. I know you're not sold. I can tell you're not <laughs> sold, but I, in my mind, if, if I, cause like, I also, I also think like a business side of things, which is both a blessing and a curse because it can really <laughs> like ruin things for myself. But mm-hmm. as a business move, it is really smart. Like it is, it is a hella smart idea because then you're getting new people in, and then again, you're getting people using the premier access. You're getting people subscribing, and especially if it's a big movie event. Um, uh, but it doesn't have to be the only big event because we got Avengers, two Avengers movies in one phase. This makes me so happy you 
you heard me yell when that when that logo came up on your screen, and then like 40 seconds later when the second one came up on your screen, you heard me go like, ah! Uh, like that was, I was not expecting that. I was, my heart was hoping for an Avengers 5. I was not anticipating that we would get some kind of sight of it, let alone Avengers 6 right after it. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Uh, there's the Kang Dynasty. Whoops, let's make that a little easier to see. Oh, that doesn't do anything. Never mind. There's the Kang Dynasty right there. It's blue. And then there's Secret War. And it's black. Out and of white. the two, out of the two, I am absolutely stoked for Secret Wars. Like, I am beyond, like, I love the Secret Wars story. Um, be it the 1980s or even the 2000s version, uh, I, I 100% wholeheartedly feel they're going to go for the 2000s version just because just the players, the players that are involved are all lining up with the MCU perfectly uh, because they're all being introduced right now um, and in the future. So I'm very excited for Secret Wars. Kang Dynasty is going to be interesting because if they do the Kang Dynasty run, um, the West Coast Avengers are actually more prevalent in the Kang Dynasty run. Uh, the comic book that was referenced in Moon Knight actually uses the West Coast Avengers with Moon Knight. Uh, so that is interesting. I hope to see Moon Knight make more appearances personally. Um, so the Kang Dynasty movie could be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. It could be, it could be like an Empire Strikes Back kind of film. Yeah. I hope the the West Coast Avengers is just Avengers, but everybody has a California accent. <laughs> Bro, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, dude. Yeah. But I hope I hope it's exactly that. Can can Are we you make that movie? It's gonna be jammed, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like something like that. Um, well, the the players of the West Coast Avengers would be interesting because Valkyrie is a key member, and we've seen a lot of Valkyrie as it is Hello. already. So. Yes, we have. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, so two Avengers films. Um, I'm going to give the King Dynasty logo a six stone rating. I think it looks a lot like the first Avengers logo, which was kind of blue and silverish, but it's fitting because Kang has a blue face. Uh, so, and this is even more blue. So I think it, it, it fits. It's like, you know, Endgame was purple because of Thanos. Makes total sense. Secret Wars being black and white is just really, really cool. I think that's awesome. I'm going to give that a gauntlet. Um, it's almost like parallel dimensions. Oh, and if I remember right, didn't somebody name the Beyonder wear black and white? So something's a happening. Something's a brewing here. And I can't believe we know where the saga is going to end. And it's going to end with another two Avengers films. That is. It, it makes me all kinds of happy, Ryan. And I mean, they're so far out. They're three years out. So we don't... Uh, actually, one of them is less than three years out. That's exciting. Uh, King Dynasty is less than three years away. But I mean, we can't really speculate other than the fact that one of them is going to include a war that nobody really knows about and the other one's going to include Kang. Uh, so there's, there's still a lot of road work to go before we get there. But now that the map is laid out for us, I hope it kind of, uh, I, I hope it placates the people that I've been hearing recently, uh, especially after like Love and Thunder, who were like, I feel like they don't know where they're going anymore. 
And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to tell people like, just, you know, patience. They, they plan these things out. They're going to feed us in time. This, this is not, we're not sitting at a trough. They're dripping this through an IV. We just got to wait. And now we see their roadmap. So I hope this gives people the, the faith in the, the whole universe that they didn't have before. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I got to say, if you thought Comic-Con was good, D23 is going to be nuts. Because I guarantee <laughs> you, the Fantastic Four announcement alone is like big pressure. Like big pressure for Marvel. Because yeah. first of all, Fantastic Four has failed many a times. Uh, both in cartoons and also I think Fantastic Four has only had one successful cartoon. Other than that, the movies didn't do well uh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> all three movies did not do well. Uh, so Fantastic Four has been in a rough spot for a long, long time. And so there's a lot of pressure on that announcement. And I don't think they're going to disappoint. It's going to be big. And even this tease with John Krasinski, which was like huge. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the permanent Reed Richards. I think they, they might go somewhere else with, with Reed Richards. But but to do a fan cat to do a fan casting like that, that was pretty good. Um, if they do pick John Krasinski, I will be just as pleased. But the other thing. I think they're going to announce some X-Men characters. They're not going to do the whole X-Men. They're going to announce some X-Men. More importantly, they're going to announce a new Wolverine. That is my prediction. A new Wolverine. Uh, I think the other character that's going to be big is Magneto. Is going to be as another announcement that they're going to make. Um, but I think there's going to be some key players, but I don't think we're going to see the entire X-Men roster. I think Wolverine's probably going to be the biggest one because Wolverine is now an MCU character. So who's going to play him? Right. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, that's a lot. A lot of people are chomping at the bit to find out. So yeah, I think you're right. I think they'll announce a lot of casting at D23. Because uh, that's something you didn't see a lot of here with the exception of like Cosmo. I, and uh, like, I don't think we saw a whole lot of like, here's announcing a new cast member, right? Like, so I think they're saving that for the other, the next, uh, mm -hmm. the next little presentation. If I had to make any kind of prediction of that slate that you showed us just now, the phase six slate with all those empty spaces, which by the way, if they made posters of those slates, I'd buy them, right? Like, I don't know if phases one, two, and three had the same exact look to them. They did. Oh, 100% they did. They, did. they had yeah. the posters like that too. Oh, see, I would, I would buy those. I'd buy those 100%. But if I had to guess what one of those empty spaces is, I feel like I might be wrong. But just because I'm like 99% sure that it's being written right now, so like it's, it's moving, is Deadpool 3. I think that's going in there somewhere. That's a face. Yes. Movie. Well, Deadpool three has already been, I think they said they just finished the script. So it's clearly that they're going to go into production anytime now, anytime. Right. So you're right. I think Deadpool three, actually, I think Deadpool three will announce key characters that we're going to see in future X-Men films. Yes. So that's especially Wolverine, all that stuff. Um, and it, it fits too, because, Deadpool at the end of Deadpool 2, he was messing with Cable's time travel tech. So right, right. Good point. It's, it's perfect. It's a perfect setup. Um, and he could break it and he could end up in the new MCU. 
uh, which would be fun to see. Uh, I would love to see that, and which is perfect too because they could just continue with Josh Brolin as Cable and not even bat an eye. Like, you know what I mean? And then everything else is is irrelevant because uh yeah everything else is relevant because really you can just take those two and you can just or um yeah you can take those two and then just go do whatever or you could bring in you could cherry pick you can you know have them be like guys you know i i found a world that needs our help like not that not that serious or not that dry but like that tone <laughs> mm -hmm. uh and like he just you know takes them all time traveling uh colossus you know, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, you know, all those characters can just time jump with them. And then new X-Men, new mansion, new, 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 new. Um, and like kind of do that kind of thing. So uh, especially Domino, because I know Dom the, the, a lot of people like Domino as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Deadpool 3 will definitely be announced there and they'll introduce new X-Men characters, two of which I think the most I think the most uh I think the most on demand characters that we're going to put a high chance uh, as uh, I think we're going to jump into never tell me the odds the odds of seeing Wolverine and Rogue the most is pretty high because those two characters have the most to do with other worlds especially Captain Marvel for one thing and uh Wolverine for another because he's Wolverine's in like everything. So yeah, I, Rogue is definitely my most anticipated X person, um, and I think we'll see some Storm too. Like we get yes. casting. I Story, think we'll yeah, I think Storm would be another one. You know, would be another big character. Oh, and I, I would be nice to see Cyclops. It'd be nice to see everybody. But uh, yeah, those. those those casting you know what? Yeah, probably... I will. I will take those top three choices right there. Storm. Wolverine, Wolverine and Rogue. And Rogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those uh, those sound beautiful. And if they want to listen to our casting suggestions, they know where to find it. It's on uh, podcast services everywhere. You just look up our. I might have casting. to watch that again. Actually, on uh, digital charcuterie, there I have to I have to go back and watch what we did. Do it, and I mean, if I, I'm so curious to find out how many of those we get right. So I feel like we're gonna get a, we gotta get something right. We gotta get something. You got a little, little, just a little, you know, something's got to give at some point. But Ryan, do you have any final thoughts on phases four, five, and six? Dear Lord, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that we're wrapping up phase four, but it's kind of makes sense because we've been in phase four for a while now. Like, we have. But it's what's crazy is it hasn't been that long in terms of time. Um, mm -hmm. because like, you know, phase one and two were over years. Uh, yeah. and this was, this was over a, like almost really just a year, a little bit more than a year. We've seen a lot. Um, first of all, props to Kevin Feige and the Marvel team. You guys are crushing it. Uh, the fact that we're getting Marvel content pretty much every other month is ridiculous. Uh, like the young me would not believe. I actually remember there was a time where Kevin Feige started announcing that there's a Marvel project once every three months. And I thought that was mind blowing. And now we're getting it once every other month. Are you kidding me? He's it's spoiling stupid. us. He's spoiling He's... us. We, we have to remember to be grateful. We are being spoiled right now. Yeah. So keep that in mind, fans. Next yeah. time a movie or a show comes out that you're not into, just remember we are being spoiled and appreciate it for what it is. That's all I ask. Absolutely. 
And uh, I'll, all I got to say is, like, buckle up because Kansas is going bye-bye. Like, this is going to be <laughs> nuts. Uh, I definitely think we're in the – they said the Infinity Saga. Uh, we're in the Multiverse Saga right now. Definitely the next one's going to be uh, the Mutant Saga. Uh, it, it has to be. It just It's such an overarching story as it is. Um, we can get Phoenix Force. We can get the whole Avengers versus X-Men uh, story arcs. I know they're going to do that at some point, which would be dope. And then the Avengers logo for that movie can be yellow because that's the X-Men color. Ah! Yeah, and uh, like the animated stuff definitely feels a little separated from the whole thing, except aside from what if. But even I'll even question what if myself. I'll, I I don't know. I didn't see much from what if in other projects. So um, yeah, uh, but I'm I'm I this could go on for years. I would not be bored or anything like that. Although I am starting to be a little more selective of my Marvel watchings. Um, I've noticed that I'm not. Like people are like, oh, you'll watch any Marvel movie. I haven't seen Morbius. I haven't seen X-Men Dark Phoenix. And I haven't seen uh, Venom 2. So I don't watch every single Marvel project that's out there. Um, and that being said, uh, you know, even with like, for example, this this Groot miniseries thing, I don't know. I'm not as eager to watch it knowing that it doesn't have to do with the MCU. If it, anything has to do with MCU, you bet your ass I'm going to be there edge of my seat ready to go but if i hear that it doesn't have to do with the mcu like even the guardians the galaxy holiday special i heard is not going to do anything with the mcu i might like again i might debate whether or not i want to see it Hmm. and that's fair right we don't have to watch everything um though i think your problem ryan is that you can't look at morbius as a marvel movie you have to look at it as the greatest motion picture ever made and then you'll you know the incentive to watch it will will come. Uh, You just have to keep in mind that history is separated between everything that happened before Morbius and everything that has now happened since Morbius came out and the world has changed. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say right there. Uh, That's. uh, What about you? Last lingering thoughts about this whole thing? My last lingering thoughts is that I am overwhelmed with glee from what we saw. I'm so pleasantly surprised by how much we stunned. Got. stunned is stunned. a great word even though you know in the grand scheme of things not a whole lot of new projects were announced it was enough that was new that and structured in a more structured way than what we got three years ago that just makes me so happy and to know that this is all coming to a head in two more avengers movies chef kisses everywhere i will be there kevin I will be there. And, you know, if uh, uh, Titania is not doing anything, if she wants to join me, I'll buy a ticket for her, too. I'm cool with that. I need a date to these movies. So uh, call me, Titania, is is what I'm trying to say, is what this whole podcast has been about, essentially, since we started Infinity Rewatch. Uh, But, Ryan, where can the good people find you? As always, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Xbox Canada every Tuesday and Thursday from 2 to 4. Uh, and don't forget to check out my YouTube channel on all things Microsoft at uh, youtube.com forward slash expert zone. And you can find me here polishing off these bowls of candy pecans. They are gone. Uh, I apologize if that crunching got distracting. It was worth it. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew Fantasia. 
And uh, then I will just be around on my channel talking about other things like Westworld, which is starting shortly. So I got to get in the zone. Westworld starts in half an hour. Uh, so I'm going to get ready to talk about that. But that has been this uh, coverage of the Phase 5 extravaganza that we got at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Ryan, I'll see you very shortly. She-Hulk. Until then, everybody have a marvelous day.